welcome to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. And if you're listening to this podcast, well, I mean, duh, you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> no. Hello. But um, if you're listening to it right away, it means that you're listening to it on um, June the 19th, which is important for two reasons. One, because it's hump day. So make yourself a little hump day cocktail from me and girls. Anyway, but more importantly, it is Michael's birthday today. Thank you. But there's also it's also important for two other reasons. Oh god. Actually, I... two more important reasons. <laughs> I'm such it's, a dummy. I realize. Yeah, well, go ahead. Well, Paul Abdul's birthday. Oh, well, duh, which, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, that's bigger than Christmas, let's yeah. be honest. And then it's Juneteenth. Yeah. Well, see, I I will I'll plead ignorance just cuz I'm an ignorant dummy, but we don't celebrate Juneteenth in Canada. So or yeah, so I here it is. I, or say, what? I shouldn't say that. Actually, maybe we do celebrate Juneteenth. I'm just like you just you're just not my... in. Get woke, Allison. I know. Well, so yeah, so it's Hump Day, Paul Abdul's birthday, and Juneteenth. Who, and who really birthday. cares about who really cares about my birthday? I just I don't care about my. birthday. Well, I care, Michael. I just I just went and bought a big ice cream cake that I'm going to mail to you, and I'll eat it. It'll probably be melted and rotten do those cakes rot yeah you'll curdle get... curdle oh that mm. word is terrible but i'll eat it but do you care we we celebrated your birthday on this podcast do you care about your birthday i really don't i used Cassie. to there was like one year where i went all diva with it and i was like i'm having a party i need to have a cake all my friends need to be there and like that was one time and the rest of the times i'm just like i don't really care about my birthday it's just another day yeah it's just another day like i i don't hate it i'm not someone like oh don't even mention it i don't even want to know i just don't really care about celebrating it like some people they do like birthday week birthday month yes no i'm just happy like drinking a bottle of pink wine in bed with some cookie puss mm, that sounds that's, like a fun birthday though that's good yeah so send me a cookie puss well if i can get one of those across the border i'll try <laughs> that seems like something that would get flagged so thank you for that and Welcome. Now let's move on to speaking of Cookie Puss. Uh, I don't know how this uh, segue works, but it kind of does, I guess. She's kind of like a living Cookie Puss. Cookies and pussies, basically. And I mean that like a cat. I don't mean that in a rude way. No, no, she doesn't. She doesn't say that. This no. So Taylor Swift has a new album coming out in August called Lover. And she's already released the first single that that like rejected Pixar and credit song. Oh, yeah. Me, exclamation point. So she came out with her second single called Gaze, exclamation point, pretty much. It's actually called You Need to Calm Down. And (laughs) (laughs) parentheses, gaze, close parentheses. And I guess it's like directed at homophobes and bullies or something. You know, it's it's like her version of of a gay anthem and it's awful like this song is awful it's, this is taylor's born this way which might have been the shadiest thing i've ever said about lady gaga i know that's the little monsters mean. are really gonna tear you a new one for that but i mean like having us gays been through enough like we don't need that sad excuse for a gay anthem like it's so bad it's homophobic basically <laughs> i feel bullied when i listen to her. it's awful but taylor does name check glad in it and Glad as in the LGBTQ organization, not the trash bags. Trash bags, and Glad saw an uptick in donations after the song came out, so it did some good. So last month, Taylor started a petition 
in support of the Equality Act, which is an anti-discrimination bill headed to the Senate. So to promote, you need to calm down, of course. She passed around the petition again. And last time I checked earlier today, it had around 300,000 signatures. The goal is 500,000. Only 300. I know. Doesn't she have like 1 billion followers, Instagram followers, Twitter followers? Yeah, that's, that's, that's barely anything. Like if Taylor should have like graded it, like being like, if we get to like 300,000 is a yes, queen. But what I really want is you to get up to the 500,000, which is a, hey, mama. I know. They should have done that in 10 seconds. Could the have. Swifties are slipping. <laughs> so she also donated over $100,000 to an advocacy group, advocacy group fighting an L- LGBTQ bill in Tennessee. And she's spoken out against anti-gay political candidates. I mean, it's it's not bad. So Taylor has usually been quiet about politics. Mm -hmm. And so some think that this new persona as like the rainbow queen of gay allies is opportunistic. Yeah. It's and it seems like exploitive kind of. Well, exploitive, pandering, and it's all about money. And it is. I mean, it is. It's all of the above. But I mean, I'm not mad. That's the thing. There's like worse things that she could pander about. You know what I mean? Like her pandering. Oh, for sure. Like her pandering is lame as hell, but it does put money into like activism groups and like she's trying to get like good bills passed and stuff. So like I I can't stand her, but I'm also like, I mean, yeah, it's I'm not, not bad it's, what she's doing. I'm not outraged by it. And I no. do think like if a song like You Need to Calm Down, mm-hmm. you know, came from a big pop star mm-hmm. when I was like a nine year old little gay, I'd honestly be all about it probably. And I'd feel seen. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I do think of that, like the little gays who feel like seen. Yeah. By Although, it. I mean, I would have loved that song. I mean, I had shitty taste. At <laughs> that's, yeah. Basically. I mean, kids, we can but, we can excuse all kids' taste. Do you know what the song kind of reminds me of? Is um, did you ever watch uh, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping? Yeah. Okay. It reminds me of that song that Connor for real song sings, where he's like, "I'm not gay, but if I was, it's the like um, equality song that he has." Yeah, that's honestly a better gay anthem. Than <laughs> it's a, it's a good song. Calm down. <laughs> but that's what it kind of reminds me of is like Taylor being like, "Here's gay stuff, and here's gay stuff." Just a reminder, I still like guys, but here's some more gay stuff for you. It's like the kids' bop version of that song. Yeah, Taylor's version. So the video is also out. Yeah, and it's trying to be gay, 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 emphasis on trying. So in the video, Taylor lives in some gay trailer park where all her neighbors are famous gays, lesbians, or transgender people, or non-binary, et cetera, et cetera. So all the colors of the LGBTQ rainbow are living in her trailer park. Yes. Every gay celebrity with at least 250,000 Instagram followers is in it, from RuPaul to Laverne Cox to Billy Porter to Ellen to Adam Lambert to the Queer Eyes, to a few drag race queens, to Jesse Tyler Ferguson, to Adam Rippon. Yeah. And like Ryan Reynolds and Ciara, they're in it for some reason. Frankie Grande did not make the cut. I'm sorry, Frankie Grande. So in the video, a bunch of homophobes are picketing the gay trailer park. And then there's a food fight. And then the gay haters like stop their gay hating and put down the the signs. Yeah, two of the gay haters are like, this isn't right. We should join in. Like, gay people are okay. Yeah, basically makes a lot of sense. It it makes a lot of sense. So during the food fight, Taylor, who is dressed like French fries, spots Katy Perry, who is wearing the hamburger outfit she wore to the Met Gala after party. 
<laughs> and then Taylor and Kate. So if you don't know, which you should know if you're listening to this <laughs> well, trash well, podcast. Welcome to 2019. Yeah. You obviously just woke up from a five-year-long coma. Taylor and Katie have hated each other forever because of some backup dancer situation. We're not going to get into it. But they hate each other and then they made up a while ago. But they officially made up in this video. So during the food fight, Taylor spots Katie and then walks. they walk toward each other. It's like a very bland version of the dance at the gym scene from West Side Story. You know, when Maria yes. spots Tony, it's like that, like Upper West Side Story. Yeah. So Katie and Taylor then hug and world peace is reached, basically. Yeah. Taylor told BBC Radio. Well, we have been on really good terms for a while. Like she sent this beautiful note and an olive branch to the opening night of the Reputation Stadium tour a while ago. Um, and from then on, we've been on good terms. And we hadn't seen each other, though. So the first time we saw each other was at this party. And when we saw each other, it, it was just very clear to both of us that everything was different, that we had grown up, that we had grown past um, allowing ourselves to sort of be pitted against each other. And um, it just was really, really clear that we remembered how much we had in common. And um, so both of us have been in a really good place for a while, but we didn't, I don't think either of us really knew if we were ever going to talk about it publicly. Um, and so when, um, when I thought of this concept for the video and I wrote the treatment, I thought of this idea and I thought, you know, I'm just going to ask her if she'd be interested in this, but be, I would be totally fine if, she, if she'd rather keep it private and keep it between us. Um, but I sent it to her and, you know, she was like, I, she was like, I would love for us to be a symbol of redemption and forgiveness. <laughs> and I feel the same way about it. It's like, are you just like, forgiveness is a very weird way of saying publicity. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And that it just, cause it didn't make any sense. Like it's a vid, it's a video about pride and about gays. And yeah. then there's these two straight girls dressed like a hamburger and a French yeah. fries hugging. Two straight, two straight girls who like a dumb fight. Like the whole video is like gay, 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 gay. And then it gets to the end. It's like, okay, uh, gays, just go over there for a second. We got more important yeah, things Yeah, you're the do. background. All right, you're here you go, background. Katie. It's like two girls on Halloween when they start out the night like best friends. They're pre-gaming and they're best friends. And then like something happens when they're out on the street. Like one of them like tries to get with someone else that they have a crush on and then they get into a fight and then by one o'clock in the morning they're like i love you you're my best friend i don't want to fight with you anymore and then they kiss as frat boys jack off yeah basically speaking of so before the video came out there was a rumor that katie and taylor kiss at the end of the video while katie was dressed as a hamburger and taylor was dressed as fries so the rumor got the hamburger fries thing right then someone on tumblr commented at Taylor about how that kiss is problematic and gay baiting. So Taylor then denied it was in the video saying that is absolutely false. To be an ally is to understand the difference between advocating and baiting. Girl, you know that it was in the video. Oh. And then when she got back, well, she cut it. For sure. And also, like, I, I don't think it's like officially gay baiting, though, because if it was, it wouldn't be Katy Perry. It would be Carly Kloss. That's true. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised Carly Kloss wasn't in it. That would have been too much. They would have been like, no, this, they're like, Taylor, we, again, they're like, we don't want you to seem gay in this video. We just want you to have a lot of rainbows and drag queens. Well, th- that's the thing because 
to me, it was less about like gay power and more about breaking the Vivo views record because she did as much as she could to get as many views as possible. Like she put these fame, all these famous people in there. So they tweet about it. And they put it on Instagram. And then she put Katy Perry. So we'd all talk about that. And she did it in Pride Month as well. Yeah, she she, she covered dr- it. She didn't drop this in like the darkness of March. The darkness of March. <laughs> March is the shittiest month. Straight, straight Pride Month. Yeah. <laughs> it's straight Pride Month because all the straight guys can like go down. Like their parade floats are um, snowblowers. <laughs> yeah, basically snowblowers, snow shovels and like. Uh, so a bunch of guys goes. going down with snowblowers being like gotta clear that driveway out that sounds like my kind of parade actually if you know what i mean (laughs) so moving on from possible gay baiting to your crazy aunt on facebook baiting uh just or jenny mccarthy baiting it's yeah well jenny mccarthy is probably on facebook all the time now yeah because what else is she doing no sorry jenny mccarthy (laughs) but jessica beal um got some attention this week sorry last week i should say so she made a visit to sacramento california to meet with robert f kennedy jr uh recently and anybody who knows anything about robert f kennedy jr they're like hackles were already up am i using that term right you don't want to let dog like his hair gets like standing up being like hackles hackles Haunches. I'm I'm really showing my country here, but also not showing my country. So it's when oh so oh like when a dog the hair stands up and they're like something's up. Yeah. Okay. So, so basically, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a major anti-vaxxer. He's like he's like an anti-vaccination activist. So Jessica Biel like didn't say anything about why she was there. Really, like she was. The point here is everybody started going crazy because they're like. Jessica Biel met with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in Sacramento, and there's this bill in California right now called SB 276, and people like Jessica Biel are trying to fight it. So it's a pro-vaccine bill, and what it essentially is is every kid would have to get vaccinated before they go to school, unless you had mm-hmm. some kind of medical, or sorry, like um, yeah, like a medical omission or like a religious objection or something, right? But you'd have to get a letter okay. from your doctor saying this kid can't physically get vaccinated because they're you know immunosuppressed or whatever or they have a religious conviction that says they can't get vaccinated, right? But what it's it's basically doing is like all the homeopaths that are like, you can't get your kid vaccinated, wouldn't have credibility to sign that form. So then it's, yeah, so then you have to like vaccinate your kids before they go to school. Would Dr. Jenny McCarthy, who has probably has a medical degree from Trump University, would she be qualified to sign that? Um. You know, technically, if she also provided a picture of her in a lab coat and glasses with her arms crossed across her chest. With a stethoscope. Yes. Of of course. I think they'd allow that. Okay. Glad we cleared that up. So Jessica went on uh, Instagram after everybody called her out like crazy. Um, After everybody posted like the same Justin Timberlake meme that's like, it's going to be measles. Yeah. Yeah. So she said on Instagram, I'm not anti-vax. She Mm -hmm. totally is. She just wants safe vaccines and medical freedom. So one of the things, like, she wrote this kind of big part about it, but she said, "Um, that's why I spoke to legislators and argued against this bill, not because I don't believe in vaccinations, but because I believe in giving doctors and the families they treat the ability to decide what's best for their patients and the ability to provide that treatment. So some people on the internet were saying that's anti-vaxxer rhetoric. Like, that's the way that they say, that's the way they get, like, sly and sneaky about their agenda. Is by saying like, oh, no, no, I'm not anti-vax. I'm just like, I'm pro-education. I want people to be educated and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and didn't she tell a story about a friend? 
yeah, it was like, oh, my, my friend's kid can't get vaccinated or whatever. And like, this would mean that that child is protected. But that's kind of like, that's a bogus point because. And her, that friend doesn't exist. That's a fake friend. That's George Glass. Yeah. <laughs> she made that story up and made that friend up. Yeah, of course she did. So we, she says she's not anti-vax, but she definitely is because in 2015, when uh, her and Justin Timberlake had their first son, their only son, Silas Randall. I know. I always think think they have more than one kid. Yeah, they seem like it, but yeah. no, they just have uh, Silo Randall. Anyway, so they there was like a rumor going around, and sources were saying that they refused to vaccinate him, and it was because you know. Jessica Beale read some stuff that like vaccines cause autism and there's like mercury and you know whatever mm-hmm. cat piss in the vaccines whatever they say there is. So it's important to note that as of April there have been 38 causes of cases of measles in California with uh, 695 cases in 22 states just this year in 2019. Um, and people expect that number to grow because of people objecting to vaccinating their children. Well the the thing is she's like you said she's totally an anti-vaxxer. Absolutely. And to me, like, if you're going to be an anti-vaxxer, be a fucking anti-vaxxer. Like, stand up for your views. Don't be all wishy-washy. Yeah, go whole hog. Oh, yeah. Say it loud and proud. I mean, it's not like she has much of an acting career. Well, I was going to say, it's not like she's going to lose any fans. You have to have fans to lose in the first place. So, And it's not like her children's restaurant. It's not like she still has that children's restaurant that could get bad reviews for giving people, you know, measles in the frosting michael that's probably why that children's restaurant closed is because the parents overheard jessica talking about vaccines and they didn't want a complimentary set of measles in their to-go bags so what we're talking about is she jessica beale i don't know when it closed maybe last year she had this fancy children's dessert restaurant in la called oh fudge yeah and oh rubella it's really oh rubella you get so it, it officially closed, by the way, because I looked this up because I was like, I want to see how this is doing. So they closed and then they said, we're going to be close to like the public, but you can still have events here. Like you can still rent out the space. And then they had this thing called O Fudge Camp, which is like cla- like French classes and stuff. Oh, so if you really want measles, you can through O Fudge, you can still get it. Yeah. Well, but that actually closed in January of 2019 with zero fanfare. Like nobody knew about it. They just put up a notice on the website that's like, oh, by the way, we're not operational anymore. So she's officially out of the, you know, measles, uh, frosting, measles. hibernating, <laughs> yeah, cake measles, mmm, <laughs> cake measles. So she denies that she's an anti-vaxer. But so I read some uh, Jezebel piece that they did on this, and right. they heard from a legislative staffer who mm-hmm. said that during that meeting that Jessica had with with um, Robert F. Kennedy, she claimed that her doctor recommended a regular vaccine schedule for her son, and she refused it. Oh, my God. So she is an anti-vaxxer. Well, that's the the other thing is, where is Justin Timberlake in all this? I well, mean, he's, he's not at the doctor getting his kid vaccinated. Well, there, that's he's for sure. just staying quiet. Another woman in his life is being trashed, and he keeps his yapper shut. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, he never shuts his mouth, and now it's suddenly shut. So, like, now we know. Whenever yeah. he's, like, acting a mess and hogging up the spotlight, just ask him about vaccines. Yeah. And he'll de- defy the laws of everything by actually shutting up. There's one silver lining in all of this. There's that. Yeah. Um, so moving on from one set of obnoxious parents to another set of sort of obnoxious parents. Oh, they're obnoxious. <laughs> I kind of like them. <laughs> so Kelly Rippin, Mark Consuelos. You would. I know. I totally do. 
<laughs> so Mark Consuelos was on, uh, he was filling in for Ryan Seacrest on Monday's episode of Live with Kelly Which and is an upgrade. I, I know. I love the two of them together. Oh my God. I'm such a Kelly and Mark stan. What is wrong with me? No. So they during the like morning banter where, where they sit there and like pretend that they're drinking coffee and whatever um they told a story about father's day the day before and they set it up being like oh my god we traumatized our 18 year old daughter lola so they've got three kids and lola's the middle one so in honor of father's day uh mark wanted to have sex that morning which that always sounds so depressing where it's like it's father's day can we have sex like it's just very that's it, what he said no no but like that to me just feels like very like I don't know. There's, it's like there's something kind of a bummer about it, where it's like, I get one day out of the year. Can we please have sex? <laughs> so well, they're probably they're so in love that they're screwing all the time, basically. They are, yeah. He's like, it's hour two of Father's Day. The regular Will and Jada. Yeah, sex in it everywhere. <laughs> so they had a house full of guests, and despite that, they decided to have sex for Father's Day. So as they're doing it, their 18 year old daughter Lola wants to say good morning to them. So she opened the door and saw her parents having sex. And it was also her birthday that day, too. So Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Kelly says she's tried to cover it up by saying, like, no, no, I'm being resuscitated. That means she lays there like a dead fish. Yeah. And also, like, I'm being resuscitated. I'd be like, so I'm going to go call 911, I guess. Anyway, so Lola, they say that Lola was really pissed and she shouted. And she's like, thanks a lot. It's my birthday. She's like, you, she shuts the door and you hear, you just ruined my birthday. Hey. And my life. And I used to see in color and now everything is gray. You know what that means? That means she walked in on something really freaky. Really nasty. Like Kelly pegging Mark with her penis belly button. Oh my god, no. I mean, you know they get into that sort of thing, so. Oh yeah, they're nasty as hell. So, later on at breakfast, um, they were all sitting there, like, awkwardly, and Lola told them, you're disgusting, you guys have no chill, you think you're 20, but you're not. Both of them are 48, just for the record. And apparently, so Mark Consuelo says, this wasn't the first time that this has happened. Later on, during breakfast, all three of their kids... Uh, were like talking about times that they had like walked in on their parents or uh-huh. like experienced their parents having sex, which again, I mean, Kelly and Mark are in love. So it happens all the time. You know, it's bound to happen. Yeah, they're just rabbits. I mean, I feel bad because seeing Mark Consuelos without pants on is something that probably like 99% of the population would enjoy. Oh yeah, but, I would enjoy But it. not like Lola, Michael and Joaquin. Well, and then it was so humiliating for Lola that they decided to tell everybody. They yeah, decided yeah. to tell the world about it. Yeah. But have you, we've talked about this before, walking in on our parents, right? We have. You Have you? No, I never have. Oh, you know, I only once. But to me, what's worse yeah. is when a parent walks in on you. That's oh. much worse. Has that ever happened to you? Michael, I what? was a virgin for a very long time. <laughs> You're still a virgin. That, I am. Your, your child is a, made a Jesus baby. She showed I'm up at, on I'm my doorstep that. one day. <laughs> I was like, I'll take care of her. <laughs> Um, I'm a lonely old woman who's never had sex before. <laughs> no, I'm like, um, what's it, the old, the old lady who adopts the chipettes on Alvin oh, yeah, and the Chipmunks? The chipettes. Yep, <laughs> that's me. But I have like my mom walked in once. And really? It's oh my god, it's so horrible. That's but what kind? It's of, better to walk in. So what I was kind a, of nasty stuff were you doing though? Can I ask that? Why was too rude? Well, I was, okay, I was in high school, okay. and I used to hook up with this boy who lived in the neighborhood. Okay. 
And we couldn't hook up at his house. So we'd always hook up at my house. And we'd usually hook up in my bedroom. I didn't have, my door didn't lock. So we'd hook up in the closet, which is very poetic. Very that's really, cu- that's really cute, actually. But one time, I don't know why. I don't remember what happened. I don't remember the reason why. But we went to the garage. And so we hooked up Ooh. in the garage. My mom was home at the time. And she opened the door. And we... She op- And you, of course, couldn't lock it from the inside. No. She opened the door and the lights were off. I think she, she obviously knew what was going on because it's like two boys scurrying in the dark. <laughs> so we're either butt fucking or we're doing drugs. We're, oh we're not do We're not. You're not reading math. books. <laughs> no. We're, so I, she screamed. She didn't turn on lights. Thank God. She screamed, closed the door and then said, get out of there. And we never talked about it. We never oh talked God. about it, which I'm thankful for. Like, if my mom was Kelly Ripa, she'd be on TV telling the story to everybody. So I'm glad she's not Kelly Ripa. Do you, does your mom listen to this podcast, though? No. All right. Well, you're lucky. It looks like you're going to go another however many years without talking about it. Thank God, because it's awful. Oh, my God. That is that is so mortifying. Also, I kind of i am laughing at the thought of you and your friend like scurrying around with like no pants on, but just like, like in all directions, like all over the garage, like knocking over paint cans and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't trip and die. <laughs> if you want to talk about a boner killer, there's nothing like it. <laughs> so on that note, let's end with sandwich punching. So, <laughs> which definitely sounds like a sex move. <laughs> it does. What kind of sex move? What uh, would what would s- that be? Something where you pound the meat into the buns. Well, I would think, okay, it would be two people mm-hmm. who are like uh, sandwiching one person, kind of like, um, what is it called? Like um, spit roasting. Okay. And then while they're doing that person, they're punching each other. Oh my God, it's violent. I just imagine somebody like wrapping themselves in another person like a little sandwich and then uh, punching them with their business. <laughs> with their business. <laughs> Michael, we just talked about how I got my daughter. (laughs) Okay, so BuzzFeed writer Ben Armson did a post about how he's been punching his sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Hey-oh. After he makes it, since as long as he can remember. So what he does is, he did an Instagram story about this, is that, uh, so he makes a sandwich, and the sandwich he made on his Instagram story was like, a regular white bread with like craft cheese, which grossed me out because there was like no mayo. It was just dry. What like is he in prison? It, it looked it looked it looked good to me. No mayo, like dry. Michael, I had that same sandwich today, except on a hamburger bun. So well, that that a hamburger bun has some kind of it's a little bit classy, fluffy. Yeah. So after he made it, he punched it and said it tasted better. So mm. I've actually heard about this before. It's kind of like a lo-fi panini. You know, you like punching everything together. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard about this before so i didn't he, i didn't know sandwich punching was a thing but i know of it like because i do it oh you do it too yeah i'm a sandwich puncher i don't punch it i'm a sandwich palmer so i take my palm and i squish it oh down. you're much you're a lady yeah i'm a gentle lady so some claim when he posted it some claim to do it, and others wondered why 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 <laughs> whenever i say why i think of um when nancy kerrigan when she got <gasps> why why <laughs> So he tested this technique with three BuzzFeed staffers who all made the same 
plain sandwich is mm-hmm. white bread, ham, and cheese. Then they abused the sandwich by punching it. One said she didn't taste any difference, and two claimed it tasted better. So another staffer made an egg salad sandwich and then punched that and claimed it tasted better. Yeah. Did you see that of the dude punching the egg salad sandwich? Yes. It's somebody's fetish, for real. Yeah, they really go hard on those sandwiches. So so you do that. Tell me, okay, is it, so does it taste better? It, de- it definitely does, and I'll tell you why. Because you're not tasting the bread. It's kind of like how Hank Hill says, taste the meat, not the heat. Uh, it's kind of like you taste the meat in the sandwich more. You taste the meat in the cheese. And the bread is just there to kind of keep it all together. But when you don't press it down, there's too much bread, and that's all you taste in your mouth is bread. So you're flattening the bread. Yeah, you're flattening it down. I don't know if I would do it with an egg salad sandwich because that's a bit too messy for me. But in general... Yeah, because you're going to lose some of the egg salad. It's going to... Yeah, it's going to be just too messy. Shard out. out Yeah, it's going to poo-poo out all the side. I don't want to deal with that. But something like a ham and cheese sandwich, if you squish that down... Oh, you know what? Here's my best analogy for it. You know when you go to a restaurant and they give you free bread... And like when you were a kid and you used to take the bread and you'd like hollow it out of the bun and then you'd squish it down really tight. and Yeah. And you make that. little like um, cubes. I wouldn't make little cubes. like. Yeah. So remember how delicious that was? I don't know if it was delicious. It was fun. Well, it's kind of like sandwich punching. It's like fun. You're getting some exercise. It tastes good. Yeah. Have you ever punched a sandwich? No. And when we were talking about doing this story, I was going to try it, you know, for research. Mm-hmm. But all I have is a baguette. And I'm not going to punch a baguette. Like, France <laughs> would ban me. So well, I'm not. I don't want you to break your knuckles, Michael. That's the other thing. Like, I would be afraid that I would mess up my hand. And then I'd end up in the ER and have to pay all this money. And then I had to get a cast. And then I wouldn't be able to use my favorite hand for masturbating. And it'd be awful. So I pass. Now Alice and I are going to get into five stories, starting with Chris Martin and Dakota Johnson. They broke up after being together for a little under two years. So while together, they got matching infinity symbol tattoos. Oh, boy. And they were living in a multi-million dollar Malibu beach house that he bought for them. Sources say that Chris was planning to propose before they broke up. And a British tabloid said that they broke up because he wants to have more kids and she's not ready for that. He's 42, she's 29. You know what, Michael? There's more to this story. So I would be willing to put my money on the fact that they broke up because she fell asleep every time he tried to initiate sex with Dirty Talk because it's Chris Martin. So it probably sounded like ASMR and naturally that would just put you to sleep. Just soothing. Mm-hmm. Soothing or boring? Boring. Both. Both. And that's like the good news is that we still have Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger as the most boring couple ever. Yeah. I even forgot that Chris and Dakota were together. Yeah, same. But I bet so I bet Chris is going to move on to someone even younger. And an actress. Well, yeah. So his type is pretty white girl who is a monotone actress. So Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the new one, run girl. <laughs> Chris Martin's coming to you. Run, run, run. So last episode, we talked about how Justin Bieber, while high on some serious shit probably, yeah. challenged Tom Cruise to an MMA-style fight in the octagon, whatever that is. That's like, is that like the ring? Yes, the ring where they wrestle. So Tom never responded, but Justin has taken it back, saying to a TMZ cameraman that he was just joking 
And he tweets crap like that sometimes. And he knows that Tom could whoop his ass because Tom has that dad strength. (laughs) That sounds kinky, dad strength. Yeah, I mean, it's true, though. He Well, he's got dad strength of two kids. Because uh, he doesn't see Surrey. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I mean, it does. Is he has dad strength. Does that mean that every time he picks up a phone, it breaks? <laughs> and that's why he hasn't talked to Surrey in forever, however long. That's sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, sad. Got, we got sad. We're like, happy Father's Day. <laughs> oh, my so, gosh. Well, here, here's what I think happened, Michael. Um, Justin Bieber was high, probably on too much sugar, though. And like, because his wife let him in a full bowl of Lucky Charms, probably. So deep in a sugar rage... He decided to challenge one of the cars from his favorite movie, Cars, but he couldn't remember his favorite character's name, so he just threw out something that sounded like a car, and he went and got Tom Cruise. Then when his wife told him that Tom Cruise was a real person and not a cartoon character, he was like, oh, shit, 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 just kidding. But Lightning McQueen, look out, because Justin Bieber's coming for you. But there's a, there's a problem with that, because I don't think Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber even talk. She just sits there taking selfies. <laughs> While he babbles, like you said. Yeah. So Jennifer Lopez has been married three times. She was married to Ohani Noah from 1997 to 98, Chris Judd from 2001 to 2003, and Mark Anthony from 2004 to 2014. She's currently engaged to A-Rod, and in a behind-the-scenes video from her current tour, she says they're going to get married soon in a big wedding. So J-Lo says that she doesn't count her marriages to Ohani and Chris because they didn't last that long. You know, they shouldn't feel too bad because I'm pretty sure that there's some films from early on in J-Lo's career that she doesn't recognize either. She's like, Jack? Jack who? Money Train? Anaconda? Sorry. Oh, Anaconda was amazing. Look, Anaconda's great. One of her greatest works. Yeah, but you know she doesn't consider it to be. She's like, look, it's no made in Manhattan, all right? Well... And I think, you know, if she doesn't want to count those marriages, fine. That's great. Just like how we don't count is what she calls singing as singing. <gasps> so it all works. So page six claims that Chris Brown's ex-girlfriend, Amika Harris, is pregnant with his second child. And that's why his most recent ex-girlfriend, India Marie, broke up with him. Amika has refused to confirm or deny this. Chris has a five-year-old daughter named Royalty Brown with Nia Guzman, and they've had many a messy fight over that child. So this is just great news for yeah, CPS and family court. It's good news for royalty, though, because you like most kids beg their parents for a sibling, like mostly, though, to play with. In Chris Brown's case, though, royalty's probably begging for a little brother or sister so that she does someone to roll her eyes at with whenever daddy says something truly stupid and delusional. Like, remember when he was calling himself the current day Michael Jackson? Yes. That's that's the reason why you want a sibling around. Well, that's the reason why he just should not procreate. No. And that's the thing. So we all love money, right? Oh, I love money. We all love a check. Mm -hmm. But there needs to be a line. And the line should be letting Chris Brown raw fuck a baby into you. And so he can name that baby like monarchy. There really (laughs) needs to be a line. They should teach that in school. That's I think that's giving him too much credit. He'll name it like castle. Moat. So Cindy Crawford and her two model kids, Kaya and Presley, took their dad, Randy Gerber, to IHOP for Father's Day. So Randy posted about it on Instagram and said that 
Even they had to wait for a table. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. And then said that they ordered every picture on the menu. There's a lot of pictures on that menu. It's a big menu. It's like a Bible. You know what, Michael? That's such a waste. You know that most of that food went in the trash, which is where it belongs, but still. What? How dare you? This shit is delicious. I'm loyal to Waffle House. I'm sorry. But like, either they just admitted that they can't read or they're food wasters (laughs) or both. Like, and the, you're right. Like, they didn't eat, they didn't eat that. They didn't even touch that food. They, no, like, they, looked at it. Yeah, they looked at it for a little while and then screamed at their server to get it because even being in the presence of it made them feel like they were growing a fupa. They're like, just please get me a napkin so I can cover my eyes and forget about this perfect nightmare. This is the end of this episode, and we want to thank you for listening to us. And if you haven't, rated us or reviewed us yet please do allison reads every single word i love them i really do like i love reading their do you reviews read them more than once sometimes i go back and treat myself to that yes <laughs> so and if you've got a suggestion a question that needs answering or want to tell us your thoughts on sandwich punching you can email us at dtp at delisted.com you can also find me on twitter at mk delisted and allison at I'm at Allison M. Davey at Twitter.com. <laughs> I realized Twitter. there's no end to that. <laughs> that was so mom. Yeah. Suburban mom. At Twitter.com. <laughs> HTTPS. First op- slash- <laughs> open your browser, GeoCities. And <laughs> so till next week. Happy birthday, Michael. Thank you. Bye. Bye.